0: to once upon a time in Niborhr Hello and welcome everybody to once upon a time in newball by the two film dudes. I'm Gustavs
1: and I'm Ali and every two weeks me and Gustav pick a movie to dissect, analyze, rip and tear apart completely. And each movie, we come up with a bunch of different questions and topics about the movie that we discuss with each other. And at the end of each episode, we rate the movie on a scale of from 1 to 35 in, you know, in honor of the 35 millimeter film stock. We are two students based in Nubo, Denmark, and we have named the podcast in honor of Quentin Tarantino's latest movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Both of us love movies, we're huge cinemaphiles, and we are... Really happy that you are here listening to us ranting about movies, and we're happy for you to have uh, be here with us. So, Gustavs, why don't you tell them what we're talking about
0: today? Today we're talking about the 2019 Noah Baumbach movie, Marriage Story, starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. So, this is a pretty recent movie. It's not like one of the previous ones where we can really talk about when we first saw it, when we were, you know, like 10 years old or something, or way too young. Uh, it's uh, This is a recent movie. I saw it first uh, when it came out on Netflix, which is interesting. This is a Netflix original movie. Uh, that's kind of weird that, you know, streaming services now take, sort of take on these huge movie projects. And um, yeah, and then I just rewatched it today. And so what were your first impressions, Ali, of the movie?
1: I mean, I first saw it Wednesday in order to prepare for this. And I have to say, this is... A lot different than what I was expecting from a Netflix original drama, like romantic drama. This is a good movie. It is a good movie. It is much different than what you expect it to be. You expect very trashy, romantic drama, like notebook-style things for this. Oh, the
0: notebook isn't bad. Come on.
1: Uh, it's yeah. It, uh, come on. The melodrama in it is kind of... I like
0: The Notebook. Fuck off, Ollie.
1: (laughs) I like it too, but uh, come on, man. You got to acknowledge It's kind of cheesy. I mean, maybe a bit. That's for another time. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) you know, you get these, like, you you, you have these old, like, these preconceived notions of romantic dramas. And this one just takes them all out. And it just shows us such a surreal and devastating, but at the same time, optimistic experience of
0: divorce. You know... That's such a weird sentence to say out loud, but it's true. I mean, I don't I don't I don't really see where you find the optimistic experience, though. I think it was it was a really hard movie for me to watch both of the times I watched it. I it's hard for me to watch this without pausing cuz the thing with me is I have no problem watching horror movies. I have no problem watching like the most violent like gross movies. But these types of dramas are the ones that I actually really struggle with watching because I know it's because I actually like these are characters that you sort of I think that dramas are obviously the best movies that make you uh, feel attached to the characters in the movies because it doesn't really happen in other genres as much. Definitely not in action, you know, not in horror because in horror you just hate the characters because they're all dumb. (laughs) <laughs> so in dramas you sort of become attached to the characters and that's also what gives you emotions while watching the movie and then these types of movies yeah i really struggle with it because i i do get attached to these characters and i do feel sad for them i'm a pretty em- em- empathetic person and uh yeah I, I struggled a lot through this movie because i thought it was just so hard and it's just my what my main emotion throughout the movie was just god damn why are these people why are both of them so dumb you know it feels like they're both destroying each other's lives and is destroying the little kid's life and that was my emotion from watching the movie and um i mean i get i sort of kind of understand what you mean with the optimistic experience that you know they still sort of find this relationship not completely ripped apart because of their the kid they both have and they both love the kid and they both even sort of still love each other but this is a very very not working relationship and it's a troubled relationship so
1: i mean obviously what relationship isn't without its faults i don't think any relationship can have like zero faults what i mean by optimistic in the sense of course i agree with everything you say with the dramas and the emotions and i can kind of understand how you have to pause it sometimes because this movie gets really you know intense i have intimate i'd say but I don't know. These dramas, I can just watch them and simultaneously feel what the character is feeling and follow along. I can't pause these types of movies because I'm just like, okay, what does he do next? What does he do next? Do they love each other? What's going on? What is he going to say? Is a fight going to break out? And, you know, what what I think is the most, you know, uh, optimistic part about this is the title of the movie. It's called Marriage Story. If it if it was it could have been called divorce story and it would have been more apropos named but no it's a marriage story it's a it's a story about a marriage uh, till in its final days you know and in, 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 these two people they do love each other and they they their relationship when it comes to Henry are still family but otherwise they're just people who hate each other they love each other but they can't it, they, it's they can't be together. You know, and I I feel towards like the beginning of the movie gives us such a nice view of like their lists and that beautiful montage. And, you know, and then we start to see them falling apart and we get all this like this sadness of like their faults and what they've did wrong and their and their like stupidity towards the relationship. But in the end we see we see the two come to an understanding we see to them not a not a not a compromise but just you know it it, it it allows them both to grieve it allows them both to feel and not like you know like typical movies like uh Kramer versus Kramer where you know the mother is the bad one or the father is the bad one no you just simply have two people who try but you know they each it's hard to put in the words two people who are trying to be better people but they can't with each other you know
0: no no i get what you mean then okay I mean, that makes sense from the optimistic uh point of view because uh i mean yeah i guess i guess it does have its beautiful parts to it and what i sort of like is that what you said yeah that these two characters they seem very realistic Is I mean, from it's it feels sort of it kind of feels like from the start of the movie you get to pick a side, I guess. In you know who's the right one and who should get the kid maybe, and cause I think it's kind of uh, automatic for a, a movie watcher to pick sides because you know you just get more attached to one character than the other. Uh, you think <clears throat> you think the one character uh, is more right than the other. You think that either the father is a horrible person or that the mother should uh, take uh, should I don't know care more or something but in the end I think you realize that yeah they're both just really trouble troubled people that mess up the situation and that just mess up you know also the live life of Henry unfortunately I mean it sucks to it sucks to say that but it is true I mean they do ruin his life in one way or another but yeah I mean they're just people going through this horrible process. Uh, and then, then I guess that kind of make does make sense from the optimistic uh, uh, optimistic point of view because it does have its beautiful moments and they do have their beautiful moments as a family. Um, uh, even I think the you can even call it sort of a happy ending.
1: Yeah, I guess sort of happy ending kind of fits. I would say it's apropos.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it's like they do they do sort of come to an agreement in a way I mean, they have gone. I feel like I just feel like they have gone. This whole pro- process of going through all these lawsuits and all these lawyers. I feel like that has made them understand that they're so much just smaller than all these lawyers. That's it's not it's not about splitting the grants or the money. It's not about splitting anything. It's just it's just about Henry and they're just people who just want to take care of their kid and uh, they just realize they can't do it together. But uh, they still want to be in it together, if you know what I mean.
1: Well, I feel there is a lot that we can talk about, you know, like vis a vis the romance and such. And this, I kind of want to talk about the movie itself. And I feel a big, big part of this movie is its editing.
0: I do. I I think I I think I know what you mean. It has a really interesting pacing. I what I felt like is it sort of staged a bit like a play. It it has this theatrical vibe to it. I, I love, I absolutely love the music in it. The soundtrack is amazing. Like the score is really, really cool. I, I love the way it just fits the whole vibe of the movie and the way it's edited, you know, sometimes with the the fade outs and there's just sort of uh, the fade when it fades to black and there's just this whole new scene starts. It feels like a theater play sort of. Uh, at least to me, and I, I very like, I very much like that. I think it fits the movie. I think it gives the movie nice pacing. I think it's much easier and much more comfortable to follow the story in the way that it's put together. Yeah,
1: I, I, that's the exact point I was going to make. And in fact, I, I found out recently that the editor for Marriage Story is the same editor that has done Hereditary, Manchester by the Sea... And tenant Christopher's new uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie Jennifer Lame yeah, I know it, it's such a like a, a broad movie list to be uh, credited for like the, the, the editing as, as you said it is so theatrical and of course that hints you know Charlie and uh, Nicole being uh, from the theater play in New York but I feel like you know with theaters you know the difference between theater and cinema, isn't you know one is performed in front of you the other one's on a big screen? No, I feel the difference between the two as you know I took drama for like all throughout middle school, so I feel the difference in theater is emotion. You know, on on a screen you see emotions secondhand. You know, you see an actor several takes to get the emotions right, to get the to get the pacing right, to get all that right. You know, well obviously it's impressive. You know, without a doubt. But in theater, you, you it, it's more you, it's more surreal. you see it happening in front of you, you know? These aren't characters on a big screen that you'll never get to see or touch. No, these are people in front of you. you know And that's what I thought that's what I thought the movie was trying to portray. you know the, theat- the, the theatrical kind of editing you know was supposed to show that these are people like these are serious people. This isn't just a movie you're gonna watch. These are people with lives and consequences to their actions. And that's why I thought the editing was super important in how I like how em- I felt emotionally about the movie, because it this movie hit me kind of a bit, you know, because I, I felt for these two, you know, I felt, you know, you know, they're, they're in a relationship. They don't love each other. They can't communicate well with each other. And they're both suffering, you know, and I suffered along with them, I have to say, you know, and. I have to say the editing played a big part in that for me. What about you?
0: No, I, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think that editing is amazing in this movie. As you said, it just gives you the right, the right, it gives, it basically like flows you through the story really nicely. It, uh, guides you through it. And, uh, it didn't, it doesn't feel like at any point or time that it's too slow or too fast. I think, I think it's excellent pacing, uh. For me, the most excellent pacing in a movie is Parasite. I think Parasite is an absolute uh, example of how a movie should be paced and uh, edited. And uh, I sort of uh, felt a similar thing here in Marriage Story. I think the soundtrack uh, fits. Yeah, that way, the soundtrack also soundtrack with the editing, both of them guide you through the story really nicely and help you Uh, to understand it and just to overall be more immersed and uh, just yeah just to feel it you know uh, because it's a drama you're supposed to feel Uh, it's all about these types of movies are all about emotions and you're supposed to feel the story and the editing definitely helps
1: I'm going to ask you this question now and I know this is going to take up a bulk of the episode but I just have to ask it which scene in this movie hit you the hardest
0: oh easy I don't think this is going to take a bulk. It's easy. Uh, all of them, I have this written down. <laughs> it's uh, all three of them sleeping in in the bed, uh, with uh, Nicole crying on one side, uh, Henry in the middle and, uh, Charlie reading, I think it's Stuart Little to, uh, to, to Henry and Nicole is just staring at the camera and you can see like tears, uh, dripping down her face and, uh, you know, uh Charlie's just reading the book and both of them in you know, order with Henry and um yeah uh, it's it's easily that scene for me uh it's just i feel like it has so much emotion it just it explains the whole movie uh, like the whole movie in one scene it you just it doesn't matter it's like if you just turn on the TV and you see this scene Um, and you don't, you have no clue who the characters are, what's happening. You just understand the story immediately, I feel like. And it's just that scene hit me.
1: That was not the, the, the scene I was expecting from you. I have to be honest. I thought you were going to go for the, the classic one when it comes to discussions about this movie, because I've been reading a lot about this movie and everybody seems to go for that fight scene in the
0: apartment. Of course. Of course. I mean, that was, that's, that's, Yeah. I mean that's that is I mean I don't want to say the basic answer cuz that sounds like a bad thing but it is the basic answer and uh, it's just but it's there for a reason that is the climax of the movie in in a way and it makes sense that everybody's talking about that one there's so much to you know there's so much to take in there and both of them both of the actors give superb performances in the scene and just I still think you know. I mean, it's biased by me because I'm just I w- just wasn't the biggest Joker fan. but I just <laughs> I, Adam Driver. Adam Driver was my pick, uh, for best actor. I it, it, he was my prediction for best actor, uh, before the Oscars last year, and I was actually I was I was also rooting rooting for him. I was actually really really hoping he would uh, he would win it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's no by no doubt that scene is no it's a hundred percent an amazing scene you know it's wonderful you know the direction the editing the the acting as you said is amazing but you know for me I have to say the scene that like hit me the hardest was this is going to be a bit weird but it has to be the courtroom scene for me
0: oh no but I get that it's uh it's I feel like it's so uncomfortable it is. It feels like it feels like it's just about the lawyers. It feels like they're not even there. Like uh, Nicole and Charlie, it feels like they're just they're just like figures there. They don't mean anything.
1: And I thought like so that's this whole thing. I'm like, oh my god! Like the way the camera is shot in that scene is superb. You get this full like I, I, not frontal, but you get this the full view of the camera is on the lawyers. You know. And you get this slightly out of focus Charlie and Nicole uh, through and through, right? And it's so and it's so powerful to me because you know these people are that like they are they are the they are the most important parts of this you know of this thing. It's about their divorce, but for some reason their voice is taken away and the lawyers have their voice. And I thought, how ironic is it that they have now become voiceless? even though that their problems are given voice, you know? Because obviously the one, like, huge crux of this relationship was their communication, right? But, you know, it, it, it's so... I don't... It's hard-hitting, you know? It's like, how is this possible, you know? How are two people that were in love and are still, like, care for each other, can do this to one another, can sit there and watch... You know, the lawyers tear them apart with, you know, things taken out of context. The narrative's been twisted. It, it, it baffles me. Like, while I was watching, I'm like, why? What is happening? Oh, my God. How, how could you bring that up? Charlie, why would you say that? It, it, and, and I just felt for both of them. And I felt that build up, the, pro- the, the appropriate, you know, build up for the scene that followed, which was obviously the fight scene, you know, the argument between the two. I felt that was a perfect build-up for them. And that's why I thought that scene hit me the hardest.
0: The The thing, the, yeah, yeah, the thing is that the courtroom scene sort of, you know, it is just, as you said, it's a build-up for the fight scene because the fight scene is the one that actually means something. It's the one where the characters actually go through this emotional roller coaster and actually get to something. You know, they achieve something. It, although it's... I mean it kind of doesn't seem like it because they are just fighting and it feels like kind of useless fighting because they're just it's so violent and so aggressive and they're just completely out of their mind and they're just so mad at each other. But it feels like they're finally saying stuff they mean to say and they want to say to each other. Cause up until then it's just all been through lawyers and about lawyers and it's been so chill, you know? Like too yeah. chill. It's not supposed to be that chill. And and then I feel like I feel like, yeah, the fight scene is when they finally get down to business and actually understand what they not maybe not even what they want or what they feel. But they just they just finally, you know, lay each other on the other person. And uh, I think that's that's meaningful. I mean, if we're talking about if we're talking about the scenes, you kind of touched on the camera already. What I wanted to talk about was. I mean, this is a, Noah Baumbach, he he likes using uh, film for his movies, and I just, I just, I just really like how this movie looks and how it's shot, man. It's, uh, you know, we went from, we went from, we went from The Dark Knight last week, and this is a completely different movie, yet it's, again, so beautiful, visually, such a beautiful movie, it's I just love the grainy film look. Uh, all of the lights in the background, you know, the out of focus boke- bokeh bokeh uh, lights in uh, New York and LA, both of both of them are huge cities. I just love the look and the colors of this movie so so much. It's um it's amazing.
1: It is a it is a gorgeous movie. I have to agree with you. Everything is captured perfectly.
0: Yeah, I feel like Noah Baumbach just really has a feel for these aesthetic uh, he has a he has a really nice aesthetic for these things. I watched uh, the May Roberts stories just uh, last week, I think, and uh, uh, his previous movie, and uh, also just it's the same thing. It's just it's not like it's not like an epic movie. It's it's a simple movie about simple relationships in a family, but it's just beautiful. It's so aesthetic. It's I I, I just like the way it looks, and it does help the movie a lot. I think it's. You'd always much rather watch a beautiful, just a visually pleasing movie rather than an ugly one. And, um, you know, directing is all about telling a story, story but I just think that directors are also artists. And Noah Baumbach is definitely an artist. He definitely has the eye for these things. And I'm happy he uses 35mm because it gives the film such a nice, pleasing look. And um, I enjoyed it so much because of that. It's like the the uh just the faces of people look look really really nice and sharp and uh, yet yet not sharp at the same time. I don't even know how to explain it. I just love thirty five millimeter. I'm a sucker for these things. Uh, I will I will always notice how a movie looks visually. You know that's one of the first things I notice in a movie, and I pay attention to it, and I enjoyed it. So I just want to say thank you to Noah Baumbach. I mean he did a great job. I mean the directing in this movie is simple yet so effective it's like there's nothing fancy going on with the camera but it just works every scene makes sense it works as you said the courtroom scenes with a the, uh, the, uh, charlie and nicole in the background out of focus it just works you know
1: it does i mean he every uh you know I, i've said this before i don't want to be the type of guy that says every shot has meaning you know but in, in this movie every shot is purposely like uh, like perfect purpose perfectly picked and angled and set at a wide or close-up range to be just the way I think he intended it to be. And I just, yeah, I have to agree with you. It is a gorgeous movie. It is amazing beyond a doubt. Like, yeah, I guess what you mean with the faces looking sharp but not so sharp kind of thing. It's hard to put into words, I guess. But yeah, 35 millimeter is really good. I have to agree with you on that one. Well, I thought this was gonna take a lot longer than it did. So let's move on to something else. I have written down. Um, what was your What was your thoughts on the evaluator? You know, coming to the coming to the home of uh,
0: Charlie. Oh, that scene! Oh, that scene is so. It's just one of those. That's it, not the only scene in this movie. It's such an awkward scene. It's so I it. awkward. I feel like I feel like another thing. Yeah, Noah Baumbach does so great throughout this movie. He captures awkward, awkward, awkward situations, and he just makes the most of them. I feel like I mean I just I just kind of want to drift away from the point here. Another thing is I found really interesting, like saying how awkward it is. Is just like. So many, so many of these situations where they're getting a divorce, like the first ins- instance was uh, Charlie coming to LA and, you know, they're getting a divorce, but he's still like, you know, lifting up uh, Nicole's mom and calling her Jima, and she's calling him Charlie Bird. It's just, it's just awkward because, you know, the divorce, is in the, the, the divorce is the elephant in the room. Everybody knows it's there. There's the en- envelope that's supposed to be given by, um, uh, by, by, the, by her, Nicole's sister. And all these things are just there, yet still, like, every it feels like everybody's ignoring the divorce that's happening. And then, yeah, going back to the evaluator, coming to the home, she's just the weirdest character ever. It's just <laughs> so weird. Everything that's happening in that scene, it, it feels so weird. Like, when those questions she asks, and just the way she talks, and, you know, the water and everything. And it feels like she doesn't care. It feels like she, like like, it feels like Charlie could say that he takes cocaine every night before going to bed. And it feels like the evaluator just wouldn't care. She would just like sit there. And how the scene ends with just Charlie straight up cutting himself. <laughs> and it's just the whole scene is so wacky. It's, it's It feels so out of place. And it's just it just fits perfectly. Because it's... I mean, it is funny in my opinion. I found it really funny. I, f- I found everything that she said funny. And the way she reacts to everything, it just, she doesn't feel human at all, and I don't know what was, I don't, I'm not sure what was Noah Baumbach's uh, intention with the scene, but I'm sure he nailed it, you know, because I just, I loved it, it's such an awesome scene, It's, it's, it gives you the weirdest, weirdest feelings and emotion, it's, it's, it's really interesting.
1: There's a lot to unpack in this, and you know, I, I at first, I didn't get it, but, you know, while I was watching it for the first time and after I watched it the first time and went back and watched that scene again and I noticed something, and you said it, it's, she doesn't act like she's human, you know? There's no emotion, there's no depth to her character, right? And I feel that's like kind of like a, sort of like uh, kind of an analogy on, you know, this, the bureaucratic system of, you know, marriage and divorces, you know, it's not human, it's not normal, it's not about the relationship, all it is is just a bunch of legal nonsense, you know, it's like, you know, the parents have to put up this perfect image to the courts, but, you know, in reality, what makes parents good parents are the things they do wrong, you know, the things they, the time they spend with their children and such, but with the courts, they have to make it look like they're the perfect person, right? So Charlie does all these fancy things. You know, he decorates the apartment nice. He tells, you know, he tells Henry to act nice and stuff like this. And, you know, he tries, like, he tries, like, being funny with her and accidentally cutting himself. And it, it, it is a play on the system, you know, it's like acting emotionless, not caring about the emotions, just the facts, you know? I feel like that's what the evaluator was trying to be, like an analogy of the system that is, you know, a, a relationships meant to be about the people, but in in this instance, the way the movie portrays the system of uh, uh, divorces and such, it, it is it portrays it as an enemy, you know? Instead of helping people, it's just, you know, it it, it messes up everyone's lives, you know? It makes it hard on everyone else. No, I I, I,
0: I I, mean, I know what you mean. It feels so inhuman when they start talking about all this money splitting and just the, again, going back to the courtroom scene, what the lawyers are talking about. It's such BS. Like it feels like everything they say is so it's just so awful. Like they're just talking about they're talking about when Charlie became a genius like, how does that even make any sense? Like, when he became a genius because of Nicole or something? Like, it doesn't matter. Even if even if it's true, like, it doesn't even matter going into it. Just the way they talk about it. It's just money to them. And they just want to split the money for everything. And then Nicole has to split the money she makes from the TV show with uh, Charlie. That's also just equally BS. Like, why would she have to do that? That's her money that she earns. And, you know, when... when uh, the lawyers, uh, the J lawyer, he tells uh, Charlie that he did. A, he did a stupid thing when he put the money in a joint account. That also just proves how BS that is. Of course, he would put the money in a joint account. You know, they are married. You know, they. they it's not like he didn't he didn't take the divorce that seriously. He didn't think that it would be like a bad thing to put the money in a joint account because, you know, they are a married couple. Obviously, he would do that. And that just proves, yeah, the situation is. And it's just awful. And in the end, you know, when they are in uh, the house in L. A. in Nicole's house, and uh, uh, the uh, Nora tells uh, Nicole that you know she ended up getting the fifty-five, forty-five instead of fifty-fifty, just so she can say that she won instead of instead of Charlie. That's just it's just it's it's, it's oh it makes you it makes you cringe. It's just it's so. It's so sad, you know. Why? How, what does the fifty-five, forty-five make? As you said, it's a one day, which one day in two weeks, like that makes no difference. Even even Nicole is like, why would you do that? I thought we agreed on fifty-fifty, and Nora's like, nah, I got the fifty-five, forty-five in the end. It's 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 insane. Like why why would you think that that is okay?
1: It takes all the emotion out of a relationship. It's all money, legality, yada yada yada. It's such. It really like, it really makes you hate lawyers and the system and everything. It 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 baffles me. I'm sure it, it sure baffles you as well. It's no no it does and it's opinion. kind of
0: it's kind of ironic that you know in the but just before the fight scene they are sort of back at the very beginning. They're just like yeah, what do we know now? Because. You know, uh, Charlie even says that, you know, this is how it's this is how it was supposed to go, you know, before the lawyers. And I don't want to say that Nicole is the bad one here. Both of them are equally bad, in my opinion. And by the way, I'm not taking any sides. Uh, I think I think they both fucked up. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Nicole was the one sure that initiated the lawyers. But um, I mean, that's just it's so like, yeah, it's kind of ironic that they're just back at the beginning now. Um, just talking two regular people, talking about, you know, what to do next. And it is ironic that they have gone through all of this BS. And I think both of them have understood that this BS. And uh, in the end, it's just it's just like yeah, it's just comparing. It's all about winning and comparing, you know, when uh, Charlie uh, decides to drop uh, uh, what was his name, Bert uh, for Jay, you know, the also the fancy lawyer. It's insane to even think about all of the money that goes in there, those prices that the lawyers say are insane. I don't understand how they think it is normal. Like Charlie, he just got all of this money from the grant that he could put back into the theater. It just hurts that he uses all of it on lawyers just to win something that, you know, could be easily solved with the conversation. It's just, it really baffles me and it hurts me so deeply. And that's why I find this movie really difficult to watch just knowing all of these things that are happening it's it, 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 it hurts it's so it really same. hurts
1: you know I f- I feel the whole part most of this movie most of the conflicts that could have happened could have been resolved with that with one conversation you know that fight scene you know they got out a lot of things that they wouldn't have gotten out otherwise you know you know it feels real a a conversation you know the lawyers aren't having a conversation what they're having is a con is a confrontation you know they're just trying to they're the each side is trying to win you know and you know there's this famous quote uh, i forget who says it but when a relationship breaks down no one is at fault but that doesn't mean it's all right and you know that quote i think really speaks to this movie because no one he I, I this no one here is at fault while they both have issues no one is at fault but that doesn't mean the relationship is all right or everything between the two is all right does that kind of make a bit of sense no no it
0: does make sense the thing is that this is, this movie is about wrong or right this movie is just the way how like how a relationship works They're, these people are human they both have imperfections both of them have messed up badly and done all of these bad things and. You know, it, that also proves itself when the lawyers are trying to expose uh, each of the other each of the other side in the courtroom when, uh, you know, Jay is talking about how Nicole is this horrible alcoholic that could barely get down the stairs while Charlie couldn't get the uh, seat fitted in the car. Both of those were like, those were just, those weren't mistakes. Those were like nothing happened. Yet they're just, you know, uh, blowing, uh, just blowing these things up to these huge allegedly huge problems, that just proves that, you know, both of these people, both of these people are regular people that make mistakes. And these are normal mistakes. And, you know, they just, they could either cho- they could have chosen, yeah, to get their divorce and just like get on with it, you know, get on with their lives and split the time with Henry, or maybe even try to salvage their relationship and keep going. I mean, I don't think, it didn't really seem like it was possible because they were both, they both have really, What what's interesting is that both of these char- char- characters have really strong personalities and um, you know, they're kind of both alphas, even though I think Charlie is more of an alpha cause he was kind of controlling over Nicole. And, um, but yeah, both of them, both of them do have strong personalities. And uh, I just think that uh, what's interesting is that, they uh, they didn't decide to try to salvage this relationship. Yeah.
1: And, you know, talking about Charlie being controlling, I think that kind of plays to the, you know, director-actor dynamic between the two. I feel like it got carried on in the relationship, you know? Like Charlie was the controlling one and the actor was the, and Nicole was submissive, kind of took everything the director said at heart, never questioned it, never spoke up about it, just followed the director's, you know, issues, you know? And when that actor would say something, the director would kind of brush it off, you know? I feel like that dynamic carried on in the relationship. And that's why, you know, it eventually fell apart because no one was... Nicole wasn't airing out her grievances and Charlie wasn't listening, you know?
0: No, no, yeah. I No, I get what you mean. Yeah. It, I mean, it's sort of... It, it all makes sense. The symbols are all there in the movie. They all make sense. It's... um, And it sucks. I'm just... In the end, I'm just really sad for all three of them, you know, because they all no. I mean, Henry didn't mess up. I mean, I mean, he's just he's just a kid. He doesn't understand what's going on. Um, even though he's kind of spoiled and he does seem like a pretty weird kid, I don't like him. I didn't really like him at any <laughs> point of the movie to be completely honest. But that's I mean that's also the parents' fault. But I mean, uh, Yeah, I just, it's like, I'm just sad for them because it feels like they could have done so much better without spending so much time, so much money and, you know, ruining what maybe could have ended in a friendship. And I mean, we don't know how it really ended because maybe it ended up pretty okay. It did seem like it ended pretty okay, you know, with them being pretty respectful of each other. But it's still, it's so painful what they had to go through. And it was painful for me as just the movie viewer, to go through all of this with them because, yeah, it just hurts because, you know, you understand how useless all of it is, how how just uselessly painful it is. And that what that's what hurts me. That's just what hurts me that they didn't. It feels like they didn't even try to resolve it. It just feels like it just feels like they took you. Know, they tried to take the easy way out and then they tried to win. And then at one point, it feels like both of them even for, for completely forgot about Henry. And we're all in it just to win. It's just, it's sort of a story about Human self destruction and relationships, relationship self destruction.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. Like several times throughout the movie, they're like, "We want only what's best for Henry. We want only what's best for Henry. We want only what's best for Henry." But rarely do they actually stick up to that, you know, statement. You know, they always just like they're always just like, "I want this. So I want you to come to L.A. I want you to come to New York, Henry. What do you like? I like to L.A. No, you like New York. But I like L.A. No, you like New York." And they're just trying to force things on him that he doesn't really want. I mean, if they really did care about the child, they would sit down, both of them, and have a normal discussion with him about what he wants, you know? Without any of them interfering, someone saying something, prepping anything. Just a discussion with their child about what he wants because, ideally, they both want what's best for him. They forget that somewhere along the way in their emotion, in their, you know, trifecta of emotions. But... You know, no, no,
0: yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, that's sort of. I mean, it's also. It is kind of stupid to talk about it now because obviously nothing like nothing happens that way in real life. You know, real life is messy. It's all breakups are messy, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that you are right. They should have just sat down with Henry and just talked about this. But I mean, yeah, that's this is the more realistic version. I feel like, unfortunately, this is how it happens, especially. Uh, with the uh, USA's uh, law culture and how how they all love it so much, and um, yeah, it's just it's, I I just think that I just think that I it's I still find it sad. I still find it sad. I still find it deeply sad. Unfort and, and the fact that it's realistic makes it even sadder. You know,
1: the the one thing I found actually particularly sad about this movie was actually what uh, Charlie was wearing for Halloween each time. The first year, you know, the first time he met, he first Halloween, he went as the invisible man. And I thought that was kind of ironic, you know, because Henry isn't like he's getting farther and farther away from his dad. He's not really connecting with his dad. You know, he likes his mom more, you know. Yeah.
0: No, no. I Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I also noticed that, you know, like the, he's the invisible man. He's literally becoming the invisible yeah. man. And I noticed something really like small, but it was quite
1: powerful that, uh, you know, there are no like when there's like a shot at the almost at the end of the movie where uh, it's at Henry's house, like his primary residence. And there are no pictures of his dad. You know, and you know that and in that last scene, he was going for Halloween and he was dressed up as a ghost in a sheet. They gave him a sheet and said, here, you can be a ghost. And, you know, it, 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 it's quite sad because, you know, a, a divorce kind of means you have to stop being a full time parent, you know. You can't be there for your child twenty four seven, so you know the child is obviously gonna have to pick one or another. Well, not pick, but you know, usually favor one or another.
0: Yeah, and clearly Henry favors his mom. And uh, no, you're right. I feel like uh, Charlie kind of, sort of, you know, his father life dies with uh, when he sings uh, "Being Alive" in the in the pub. It's such a sad scene. It's just a sad song, and I. I like, I mean, Noah Baumbach, he does sort of have this thing for, you know, this sort of musical innuendos. And um, it's, uh, it is interesting how he fits it in. And I like it. As, I, I Again, I'm just a huge fan of how Noah Baumbach tells a story. It's so, it's so, it's sort of, sort of witty. It's interesting. It's, it's out of the ordinary. And uh, his storytelling techniques are just enjoyable. And they... They really make you listen to his story and understand it. And they're really emotional. And the song was really emotional, you know. In the end, when he just, he's just, he has finished the song. He's just standing there and it slowly fades to black. And you just, it feels like you feel every little piece of pain that's coming from Adam Driver's eyes.
1: That that, that musical ending, I think, was amazing, you know, the two singing, you know, Nicole singing, I forget the name of the song, but the point of it was she's finally finding her own voice. She's becoming independent. She's becoming her own person, you know, no longer in Charlie's shadow, shadow anymore. And Charlie is like, you know, trying to find out what being alive is, you know, trying to understand that he needs love, not a follower. And, you know, he wants to be alive. He wants to do things he wanted to do. And I thought that was perfect. I mean, yeah, he tells it in such a, a interesting, unique way. And Noah Baumbach, he does it so well, and you know, it's much. It's a, it's a unique directing style, and it's a bit out of the ordinary, but it works so well. No, oh, yeah, this movie works so well. It, you're
0: right. It's, it's it's I mean, Noah Baumbach is kind of obsessed with divorces and uh, just in general family family issues, and it's a thing he has been really familiar with. He's gone through. Uh, divorced himself and he got went through a divorce when he was a child as his parents got a divorce and I mean he's he's this family Director and I like I like that he sticks to this style I like that he has found a style because that's just so important for any artist and he sticks to it and it works for him I mean this movie has been really successful and I'm happy for its success I mean as I said again, I love Adam driver I think he's such a talented actor I, he, he has, he has a voice, he has, he has emotion, he's, he's sort of, he's, I mean, I'm pretty sure he has a bit of a drama background, I know, I, I, I remember, like, I think listening to a TED talk of his, I remember he went through military at one point, and a bunch of other things, but, um, but yeah, uh, he, he has some drama, drama background, and you can see it, he's a pretty theatrical actor, and I just, I just love his style also, and it's Karl Johansson, I mean, She has... In this movie, I actually realized she has a sort of a Lost in Translation vibe a bit. It's sort of a bit the same character.
1: Yeah, I I think... Now that now that you say it, I, it's clicking. You know, it's kind of clicking together. I know
0: it. It it, it is. It's sort of this. Uh, she's never. She's kind of has a strong personality, but she's also kind of very chill and never fully down on earth. It's uh, it's a really interesting character. I think it's it is a bit similar to Lost in Translation. I I realized that at one point uh, uh, during the movie because they also have like a different. Uh, I mean, uh, similar uh, style of dressing and uh, all that.
1: Yeah, that that makes perfect sense actually that was a perfect connection between the two good job man
0: <laughs> i know it's <laughs> i i haven't seen lost in translation in a while in a while but it's for me yeah it just sort of clicked for me i was like i've seen this carla johansson somewhere because she usually she usually plays kind of you know she's the black widow and such and she doesn't often play these normal characters anymore but yeah lost in translation uh does does uh does fit the vibe quite uh quite interesting anyway i think it's time to slowly wrap it up and uh go on with the ratings ollie i'm gonna i'm gonna give you uh give you the opportunity to give a rating first remember out of 35 yeah what's it gonna be ollie
1: out of 35 ooh. this was a good movie i'm not gonna lie it was a good movie rating it from one to 35 ooh. I'd have to give this movie a 32 out of 35 for this movie. I loved the acting, the directing, the the, the lighting, the soundtrack, the story, the acting. Everything was phenomenal in this movie. There is a couple things here and there that, you know, struck me as odd. You know, a bit of filler scenes. Eh, but other than that, you know, it was quite a really good movie. It's, it's not, you know, I don't typically watch these types of movies. I'm more of an action, you know, epic, you know, epic style type of guy. But, you know, this movie, it was really good. I quite liked it. It was good in every way. Minor things bugged me, but, you know, nothing worth talking about. It was pretty good, you know? Nothing to send it over the moon, besides the acting, but, good really no good. yeah
0: I, I actually was thinking of exactly the same number i was sort of uh switching between 31 32. i guess i'll also give it a, a more optimistic 32. uh the thing is as you said i agree i mean as i said before i love the look of the film i love noah baumbach i love the acting the acting is super laura dern deserves her act uh, oscar for the part of nora i mean just great actors great movie overall loved it uh as, i i'm just the thing with movies for me is that i love stories you know and um i will always just not fully enjoy movies that have these that have these you know these stories the thing the cool thing with them is that they're realistic but i feel like sometimes you can go a bit too realistic if you know what i mean it's not a bad thing but i just i just kind of wanted more of a story in there it is a marriage story and it's a good story i don't i don't know if i could explain myself properly but To put it into words, I will always take the story, although I think Mary Shore is a better movie, but I think I prefer the story of The Notebook better. Because it has more of a story value, you know?
1: I can see where you're going. You, you want it to be realistic, but you still want it to maintain that sense of cinema, that sense of, you I know... I kind of do. It uh, sounds dis- disavowal. It's fake, but, you know, I still can enjoy this, kind of. I,
0: I, I mean, I don't want it to be fake, because that would also... I mean, this, a, a movie like this can't be fake. It has to be hyper-realistic for it to work. But the thing is, I just kind of, yeah, what I did want is more of a bit of a story feeling to it. I don't know exactly what it is, but I something in the narrative, something in the story was lacking for me. Other than that, though, uh, I agree with you. Awesome movie. I liked it. I think it's uh, one of the uh, m- best directed uh, dramas, like romantic dramas out there. Because, you know, those usually lack in directing, but it has superb camera work here. I just love almost every scene of the movie. I think it's such a beautiful movie. I just can't stress that enough. I, I absolutely love the look of it.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Amazing movie, you know. All right. And I think that wraps up the fourth episode.
0: It, it really does. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to this episode of Once Upon a Time in Newborn. By the two film dudes.
1: And make sure to tune in back in two weeks' time where we talk about the movie where everyone is not such a good fella. We're going to be talking about good fellas.
0: Awesome. I can't wait. See you in two weeks. Peace.